this scroll at University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together about twice a week and we chew on God's word. We bring in somebody here on staff at UFC and uh, they share what they've been chewing on and what's been encouraging them and helping them grow in, uh, in joy and righteousness and obedience and worship for the Lord. So this week we've got Sean Duncan. I'm back. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I'm going to get a soundboard eventually. You should. I, you should. A laughing track, preferably. <laughs> I'll just record myself on my cell phone and hit play every time. <laughs> um, Sean, you are the uh, college pastor yep. here at UFC. Yep. We oversee a college ministry that meets on U of O campus. Yeah. Also do Bible project on Sunday mornings. So yeah. if you don't know, there is like a group of faithful people who. Like four, 40 of them, right? Um, 40 on a Sunday, 74 signed up. Um, some people do it on online mm-hmm. and they're just committed to trying to read through the Bible together in a year. And we're about to finish the Old Testament in real time right now. So this is, we're recording this in one month. May? May. It's May. <laughs> just barely. <laughs> it just it just became May when we're recording this. <laughs> and uh this month they will finish the Old Testament and then Dude. from June to the end of September they'll read through the whole New Testament. So that's it's right around so the corner. Cool. Yeah, they're doing a great job. But that so if you're a first service person, that's why you don't see me, is because I'm in a room with a bunch of book nerds. Yep. Yeah. Every time I edit the audio clips, I number them. And mm. so I'm tracking the weeks. So oh I'm yeah. Like, oh, we're we've you know, we've creeped over the halfway mark or whatever. How many weeks has it been? Do you know? Off the top uh, of your head? Oh gosh, I think 29. Oh, wow. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You, We're trucking. You're, yeah, totally crazy. Yeah, 29 was this. That's awesome. amazing. I do want to say though, for the record, um, we, it's public knowledge now. We mm-hmm. are moving into a building. It's the first building our church has had. We are joining together with another local body. And someone listening to this, like we're probably already in there by, that, the, by the time this release. Really, maybe might, not, maybe not, but. Yeah, that might be the case. Um, as far as Bible project, cause we're going to one service yeah, that will still be happening. That'll correct? still be happening. It'll just be happening before service. Cause we're going to go back to having one service. Um, hopefully when you're listening to this, we're having one service and it's amazing. <laughs> and Bible project is hopefully meeting from eight 30 to nine 30 at that, that time. Okay. Yeah. Great. So that'll still be happening everyone. Yeah. So this week we are still in the sermon on the Mount. We've you bet. Trucking. Yeah. Good yeah. Stuff. We, we picked up speed the last few times that we've met together um, we started off this endeavor with one verse at a time. And the last time we read like nine or 10 verses together. So we have made it to chapter seven. So if you don't Incredible. know, Sermon on the Mount, uh, longest recorded teaching of Jesus uh, and first recorded teaching of Jesus. And it goes from Matthew chapter five to Matthew chapter seven. Uh, and it's a ton of fun. It's Jesus speaking to his disciples, telling them who they are as his his disciples, that they're blessed, that they're the salt of the earth, that they're the light of the world. He tells them who he is, that he is the one who fulfills the Old Testament. He fulfills the law and the prophets, bringing them to their culmination. He teaches them what it looks like to be his follower and to live in this kingdom, trusting him for righteousness and and pursuing God's glory. Um, Chapter six, he gave them all these practices that he assumed that they were already doing, but he, he recalibrated motivations that that we we give to the needy and we pray and we fast not to get attention from people, but so that we would be seen and to be in proximity to our heavenly father who sees in secret and rewards us. And then the, the last few times that we've been together, it, it almost felt like a detour, but it was definitely all related. He began to talk about money and about food and about clothing. And, and he was really telling his followers, he was telling us not to be 
anxious for the things in our life that, that ultimately we could either serve God or we can serve money. And we live gripped um, in such a way that the thing that we live for is the thing that controls how we live. Um, whether that be we're living to provide for ourselves or we're living for God who provides for us. So his, Jesus's main encouragement, um, not only to not be anxious about tomorrow because tomorrow will be anxious for itself, but really he was saying, God knows that you need all these things. He cares more about you than birds and he cares for the birds. He cares more about you than he cares for grass and he cares about the grass. So don't worry about those things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You will have everything you need if you trust and pursue God. So that's what he just got done saying. And now we pick it up in chapter seven and it feels again like he's taking a shift, but again, all these things are, are, um, are intentionally put next to each other. So, but this is, he's beginning to wrap up the sermon where we're at right now. So I'm just going to read it and then we'll talk. Yeah, let's go. All right. This is Matthew seven verses one through six. Judge not that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Well, nothing to unpack there. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) That is, uh, I mean, one of probably the most battered verses Mm -hmm. in the Bible. I mean, yeah, Um, really well known really misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, I did a, I did a series in our youth ministry. If you don't know, um, I'm a college pastor now. I used to be the youth pastor before that. Um, but I did a, a series in high school and it was called greatest hits and it was just during the summer. So, uh, we did a collection of just like really famous Bible verses because often really famous Bible verses are often really misunderstood Bible verses. So we did like Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, you know, uh, I have a plan for your life, a plan to prosper. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we did this one, Matthew seven, judge one, not. judge not that you be not judged. And the way that gets interpreted is you can't judge me. Yep. Only God can judge me. Only you know, I can judge. Um, <laughs> I definitely went to high school with a few people who got forearm tattoos of only oh. God can judge me. <laughs> and it's built off of this verse. Like we, we at least know or have heard stories of that but a lot more of us operate with that understanding of this verse that, that what this is saying is that you can't judge people or that you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. And that is just like nothing further from what's actually going on here. Mm-hmm. So we'll just break it down. And I will say that God, that Jesus is not saying um, no one can judge you. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think if anything, he is saying that people can judge you, yep. but it's a matter of how they judge. Okay. So the first one, judge not that you be not judged. That is his, his statement claim. Um, when we get further along, we're not going to look at it today, but we'll look at it um, probably two weeks, two weeks from now when we meet again. Um, you know, there's the golden rule, um, do unto others as you would have them do to you type of thing. So judge not that you be not judged. And then he's going to clarify that, that with the judgment you pronounce, you'll be judged. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. In other words, you are setting a standard anytime you pass judgment. And remember like weeks ago, like months, for us, it's months ago yeah. when he, <laughs> when he talked about, um, 
about anger mm-hmm. and how it's uh, it's equivalent to murder right. to be to be angry at your brother and and to um, call them a fool things like that that there's some sort of heart posture going on but in God's economy and we actually see this in Romans chapter two as well the the judgment you use will be the standard that that you're measured to. And same with the measurement that you use someone, that'll be the measurement that you're held accountable to. It's as if we are a law unto ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a theologian once explained it with like this story like this. He says, all of us, um, we live this life and maybe someone dies and they're standing at the gates of heaven and, and God says, you cannot come because you've broken all my laws. And maybe this person never heard of Jesus and they never heard about the Bible growing up. Maybe they were on an island, and but for better or worse, they were a pretty moral person. And, and they start to complain, well, God, I never knew about your law and I never knew about your word. How can this be fair? How can you hold me to your standards and your judgments when I never knew them? And God could say, if he wanted to, fair enough, I will use your standards. And he reaches out and it turns out there was a, a tape recorder, a magical tape recorder tied around your neck your entire life. And it recorded all of the judgments you pronounced and all the judgments that you thought. Don't and then God uses your standard for other people and he judges you according to those. And what you find is that you're still guilty and condemned. So we are enough to condemn ourselves with the standards that we set. So that's, that's what Jesus is starting off by saying when he says, judge not that you be not judged for the judgment you use, you'll be judged. And with the measure you use, you'll, it will be measured to you. He's saying that your standard that you're pronouncing, you're also accountable to those things. That doesn't mean that you should get rid of standards though. He's just saying, don't go too far with it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where his little parable comes in next. So he starts talking about, about an eye. And remember a few weeks ago, he was also talking about an eye. Mm-hmm. You remember uh, he was talking about the eye is the lamp of the body. And if the eye is healthy, the whole body will be full of light. But if the eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. And if the eye is full of darkness, how great is the darkness? We're like, genius, Jesus. That's so good. (laughs) How great is the darkness if it is dark? But then he goes on and he says, you can't serve two masters. Like the point of all that was that you either serve God or money. Mm -hmm. So he's using another eye parable to explain what he is. He's saying right here. He says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? but do not notice the log that is in your own eye and and word spec. It's like a piece of dust. Hmm. So he says, you're, you're really in tuned to see a speck in someone's eye. And yet you're really unaware of a log that's in your own, like a big two by four sticking out of your head. That would, and that parable even raises questions. Like if you did have a two by four in your head, could you actually see, or is your sight distorted? Mm -hmm. So maybe your sight is distorted. Um, Maybe you think something, there's a problem going on in someone's life. When really you're just seeing it through distorted lenses of your own life. Mm-hmm. So it raises that question, but it doesn't seem like he's actually saying that there really does seem to be a speck in someone's eye. Cause he goes on, he said, man, you have, you have seemed to have really bad um, self sight. You don't see the problem in yourself, even though you see problems in others, which are far um, less severe than the one that you got going on. The other scenario, or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye. Like you're, you're walking around and you have a two by four sticking out and you're walking up and you're like trying to get close to someone and the two by four is like, you actually end up causing them damage because you're trying to get close to them to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it would be like um, like a chain smoker who notices someone pick up a pack of smokes and they, 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 you know, they smoke one. They're like, Oh, you know, you should really stop that. Let me help you with that. And like, as they're saying that they're right. like chugging away three of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, back in my day, you know, and just smoking up a <laughs> chimney storm. These things are bad for you, don't you know? Yeah. So like, that's the kind of picture that he's trying to present. 
So trying to level the ground, like we all have some sort of problem. He's not saying don't spot these problems because mm-hmm. here's what he says next. You hypocrite, right? Because you don't notice the log. First, take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Mm-hmm. So the, the end point is helping take the speck out of your brother's eye. It is judgment. Which does still require judgment, mm-hmm. but it's gentle judgment. Right. And that's, there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, the word judge, um, this Greek word, it usually gets translated as like condemned. Like it's a severe type of judgment. It's not like, um, oh, uh, Chris, I see you have a Bible on your, on your table right now. And you, rather than just having the book open, you've folded the back underneath. That's going to be really bad for the spine. Like I'm making like a judgment call or like, Oh, you're listening to soft jazz. Well, I don't really like soft jazz. I prefer to listen to punk music. Like that's like, that's a quote unquote judgment. Mm -hmm. That's not the type of judgment. It's not like opinions that he's talking about. He's Mm -hmm. talking about, um, uh, a standard that says you've done this year out. Mm -hmm. You're kicked out. Like you're, you're condemned because of these, these things. It's, it's a standard of whether you're in or you're out of a group. So that's, it's, it's a more severe type of judgment that he's talking about. But he does say you have a log and you need to take it out. When was the last time you watched someone pull a two by four out of their eye? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard wild stories about rebar in people's heads, but not two by four. And do they pull it out or do they go somewhere? No, they go somewhere for show. They go to the yeah. ER. Yeah. <laughs> and someone takes it out for them mm-hmm. and saves their life. Yeah. So when Jesus says, take the log out of your own eye. He's kind of being cheeky, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, you need someone to take it out for you. Yeah, yeah, sure, Jesus. I'll just take this yeah. log out of my own eye. <laughs> it's as if it's as if you need a good physician. Yeah. Ooh, come on. That'll preach. That'll preach. You know, <laughs> um, I know a good physician named Jesus, and like that's what he's coming to do is to, is to take the log out of your own eye. The the things that condemn you. Mm-hmm. So if, if ju- being judged is whether you're in or you're out, he's saying you have a log. Um, brother, sister, like all of us, we start, you're out because mm-hmm. you have sin and sin disqualifies us from the kingdom of God. We are out. We have a log. And the only way to be in is if someone deals with the log for us. Cause we're not, we're not pulling logs out of our eyes. We need an ER doctor. So mm-hmm. that's what Jesus does on the cross. He, he's, he's being crucified on your log. Mm-hmm. It, it is hit is your log that he's being nailed to. And, and he's killing your sin on the cross. Through that, your log is removed. And then what happens is you're brought into a community. You are not condemned. You're not judged as being out. You're brought in. But then we still have specks in our eyes, right? We still have like sin that we're struggling with. And it's our job as Christians, brothers and sisters to gently see each other's specks and to kindly and calmly and gently remove those specks from each other's eyes. And um, I think the illustration, like the metaphor that he's giving is a great one because how do you take specks out of people's eyes? Like, well, maybe like you just softly blow on it or mm-hmm. you say, hey, I think you have something in your eye and then they go and look in the mirror and they're like, oh, you're right. And they deal with it. It's always really gentle. You, right. you don't jackhammer it. You don't hit, bang on the back of their head and hope it falls out. <laughs> it's gentle. And that's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what Galatians 1 is, uh, 6, 1 is about is, is restoring brothers, to, brothers and sisters to fellowship mm-hmm. with a gentle spirit. Right. but being cautious in a way that you yourself don't fall into temptation and sin. Mm-hmm. So that's what he, Jesus is calling us to do as well. And then you get verse six, verse six. It's like, it's, it's so funny. Uh, I'll just read it again. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before big pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Hmm. 
Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> All right. It that was seemed, a weird one. But. Yeah, it seems like so random and out of place, but I I am so convinced that it's very intentional and applies to what we just read. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few summers ago, or maybe it was last summer, I preached through the Sermon on the Mount with mm-hmm. the youth. Maybe that was last summer. That sounds right. I think so. I'm losing track of time. <laughs> um, but when I got to this passage, I... I listened to a handful of sermons and I also read a lot of commentaries just to see like what people do with this. Yeah. And so many people like they'll read all six verses, but then they won't even mention verse six in their sermon. They just leave it out. Because in a, a sermon, if you haven't fo- uh, noticed, usually when someone's preaching, like they're trying to say like one thing really clearly mm-hmm. uh, and to say one thing clearly of a text, you have to consider what all of the text is saying. But if you don't, if you leave an entire verse out, you're like, did you really say what the text right. said? <laughs> but it was, it was just really funny. So um, throughout church history, sometimes people have said that this was a standalone statement of Jesus um, that just kind of gets like mixed in here and thrown in here. Okay. And the giving dogs what is holy is referring to communion and throwing your pearls before pigs is is the proclamation of the gospel to Gentiles. It's like things that like don't necessarily make sense because mm-hmm. pigs are an unclean animal. Um, and they get associated with Gentiles throughout the gospel narratives as well. Pearls, there's the um, there's the parable of the lot of the hidden pearl, mm-hmm. and that's the kingdom of of heaven mm-hmm. in the book of Matthew. So like they connect those things in Matthew chapter thirteen. Um, the give dogs was holy. Dogs are also um, unclean animals in the Bible. So again, for Gentiles, you don't give communion to um, those who are not part of the covenant community. So it's like those things like make sense hmm. as they're, they're saying those things, but I just don't think, and maybe that's what the standalone statement meant, but we also have to, to have in our consideration, authorial intent. There is an author to the book of Matthew. It's Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that was a, a random one-off statement, Matthew has put it here specifically for a purpose, meaning it it is helping him say something clearly. And Matthew is trying to present to us the very voice of Jesus. Um, Jesus was an itinerant teacher. He probably taught the Sermon on the Mount multiple times and in various different ways. Sometimes he maybe said it, sometimes he maybe didn't. But here's the point that I think he is making. The section of judging, you just heard that you do kind of judge people. Right? You judge your brothers and sisters, you you identify specs and you help them with it. But there's a wisdom principle in that. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I'm sure you have. Um, you'll see people and you will see specs and you will try to help them and yet they don't receive it. Sure. And then you always have to ask this question, like, how long do I keep trying? Right. And and sometimes actually you keep trying to help them for their good and they lash out and hurt you instead. Mm-hmm. It's as if they turn around and they bite you yeah. or they trample you. Other times you're giving really sound wisdom and saying, I, I see the sin and, and by, by the grace of God, I think you can, you can overcome it or, or, or here's what, what scripture is speaking to you in, in this moment and challenging your, your thinking or your living and maybe what they do is um, they trample it under their feet. They just don't want that advice. So mm-hmm. I think this is—I think this verse is a wisdom principle that Jesus is giving you. That here's what you do, but also there's the wisdom of knowing how long to keep trying and when to dust the dust the uh, dirt off of your shoes and to move on from a situation. Right. And he doesn't give a 
tried this many times or yeah. stop trying. How many or, times should I forgive Jesus? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just one of those things that he just kind of leaves it there. There are only two things in the Sermon on the Mount that are, ta- that are said to be trampled under people's feet. Hmm. There is, remember back at the beginning, he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt right. has lost its taste, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Mm-hmm. And now here also, um, it's your pearls before pigs. Um, do pigs value pearls? No. Do dogs have an appreciation for holy things? No. So it's like you have these things and some will not appreciate them. And in those scenarios, they'll either trample them or they'll hurt you. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying, you know, don't, don't just throw it to be trampled under someone's feet that doesn't appreciate it. So there's wisdom in this of knowing when to speak and how to speak. I think that's what's going on here. Okay. I got a question. So Jesus starts this by saying, with the same measure of judgment you judge, you will be mm-hmm. judged. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a connection in my mind? I'm almost seeing, and this is where I'm looking for your input, seeing a sandwich happening here, a chiasm, mm-hmm. um, where he's saying, you know, the same manner in which you do this judgment is the same that you'll receive. Mm-hmm. And it, at least what I've observed anecdotally, if you're gentle with somebody, their aptitude to come at you viciously mm. is is much lower than if you're ruthless with somebody. There, It's almost mm. like, well, I've made a mental note and the first chance I get, I am nailing this guy to the wall. Yeah. Is you're asking, you're asking like, is he giving you social cues? Yeah. Um, I see the parallels. I don't, I don't think he's just telling you how to be to navigate social interactions. Sure. Although you totally can draw those parallels. Like really, if you're generally fun, friendly to people, people mm-hmm. are generally friendly to you. It's crazy what happens, you know, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I think that's actually a theological reality gotcha. that um, we are not just judged according to God's moral and written law. We are actually also judged according to our standard. And, and that is Rom- Romans 2. Paul mm-hmm. says that uh, we are a law to ourselves. So right. I think he, he is speaking of that theological reality. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Good question. Awesome. Well, what's, let's sink it. What, what are you going to give the listener? What encouragement do you have from, from this one? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, do you have a log? That'd be right like, now, do you, do you have a log? Like you, you might, <laughs> you tell me, Sean, <laughs> hopefully um, you can see them. <laughs> you might keep that in mind and help your brother with their spec. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. That's what I would say. Good. Don't be solely focused on other people. You should also be able to have a mirror and see, see your own issues going on and be humble enough to address them. Yeah. yeah. And there's a beautiful balance there. Yeah. Cause it's not saying you know, navel gaze Mm -hmm. and just look inward at yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's not saying look outside constantly. It's there's a balance act there. Yeah. Sean, thank you. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime we talk about the word. Yeah. It's just rich stuff. So, well, we will get you in a couple of weeks. You bet. And uh, we'll get, we'll keep moving along. Love it. All right, you guys, we'll get you on the next episode. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. 